0: Okay, today's daf is daf chet, Kiddushan 8. And this is Rabbi Linder today. And although yesterday's daf did ended a few lines into Chetam Aleph, uh, I want us to take it, us from the top because to really frame uh, uh, the um, issue um, and the debate here between Rob and Rev Yosef. So to review, the Gemara had discussed a case about somebody who uh, married a woman or t- attempted to uh, do kiddushin with a woman and gave her uh, some silk, and uh, the question was whether the silk needed to be assessed. Uh, did it, was a um, if we're, before it was given to the woman, for the Kidushin to be good, and Rabbah said it did not, and Rav Yosef said it did, and the Gemara has two versions of the debate. According to version number one, the case was that the uh, the man, um, uh, you know, uh, um, asserted a certain value of it. He said it's worth uh, fifty dollars. And it turns out it was worth $50, but it had not been determined that that was the case before it was given to the woman. So Rabba said it was what he said it was, and she's married. Um, Rev Yosef said, no, even though it turned out that way, if you don't have an expert assess it, a layperson cannot really easily assess the value of that. And she's not so certain. And it's funny, I mean, she did agree to accept it. But since he says that we can't assume that she was really certain and confident of its value, that is a problem in terms of sufficient das for kiddushin. Okay, that's one case when a value has been acclaimed and it's not clear whether at the moment whether it's worth that value. The second uh, version of the debate is even more interesting, and that is where he says, doesn't claim any value. I'm marrying you with whatever it's worth. I don't know what it's worth. I mean, it's certainly worth a brutta, but I'm not claiming anything about its value. Um, and so that, so of course, now we certainly understand rabba. Why does it have to be assessed? But Yosef says, no, in this case, it does have to be assessed where no value is given to it. And let's see why. And we'll pick up at the bottom of Zion Amud Bet. Um, uh, this is the last four words of the second to last line. Even if it's he saying whatever it's worth, um, they debate. The, yes, there is a principle that things of monetary value is like money. But the point is, like money, that it has to function as money. Now, we know that, that how do you how do we know this principle that a woman is, is, is married with kesef, with money, either from the case of the man selling his daughter for an Amar Vriah in Kosef, or by the case of Avraham and Sedei Ephron, you know, where he gives him, you know, all of this, you know, it says, you know, wait, over la socher, you know, arba miyot shekel kesef. So in those cases, okay, that is real money. Actually, it's addressing some people question whether it was minted money by Avraham or it was just the weight of silver, but it was still functioning very much, even if it was weighted uh, you know, silver, it was functioning as money, it was effectively money. Now even though we have a principle that we learn out, and there's a question, how do we learn it out, where do we learn it out from, but in many, many cases, Shava Kesef is like Kesef, Rev Yosef comes and makes an important point, and he says that does not mean that the halacha is that you can marry somebody with something of value. The halacha still is that a woman needs to be married with money, but things of value can serve as if they were money. So he says, in order for them to serve as if they were money, then they have to you know it's not enough that they have value. So he says, ma Kesef dekaayt, Taf now, of Shava Kesef, Nami the same way money has a fixed value, you know that's the whole idea of money. You know, you know exactly one dollar, two dollars, twenty-three dollars and seventy-two cents. So even when something is shava it has to be have a fixed value. And if something, you know, you have no, you know, it's it's ambiguous or you know indeterminate, not yet determined what its value is. Yeah, I mean, I see this as silk. It could be worth anywhere from ten dollars to a hundred dollars. I have no idea. So then it doesn't function as money. Money. Certainly, it's an object of value, but it can't function as money without a fixed set value to it. So therefore, he says it needs to be assessed beforehand, um, So that is a really, once you think about it in those terms, it's a really a compelling position if it has to function as Kesef and not fundamentally serve as shava Kesef. So Amar of Yosef, Cedric Yosef, know, Minula, where do I get this idea from? Titania, we taught in a Brisa miknaso. Um, this is said about an Evid Ivri that he has to be, he's going to be redeemed from the money of his purchase. So this teaches us both about you know how he is purchased and how he is redeemed. It's from Kesef. Okay, because of So the brayta teaches that it only can be money and not with grain, not with food, and not with vessels. Now, Tuva Kaley Mechidami. Now that sounds like it might be a standard rege- a basic rejection of the idea of Shavakesef in this case, but we're not gonna say that. So let's figure this out. What does it mean that the, it can't be with, with grain and with and with vessels? Ilaimadullah if it's that they can't work at all, you know, that you can't purchase him with it. It has to be money literally. Yashiv Gulaso, you shall you know return, restore his redemption. Abrahmana. So the so the fact that it's very generic and it doesn't mention kesef, that teaches us, and in every case, you know, you need to learn this principle. The beginning of Baba Kama has to learn it applying across to many, 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 many cases. How do you know kesef is like kesef? So here, this teaches us that kesef functions as kesef. Okay, same idea. the So now he says, okay, so we know that we're not excluding things that are of value, we know we have a principle of shavu kesef here, and nevertheless, we're excluding k'tvua and Kalim, food and vessels. Now, why? If it's that they're not worth a pruta, so then it's not because they're vessels or grain, or you know, or, or grain. My Even if it was real money, it's a different point. It's just to exclude stuff less than a pruta. Okay, it seems that there's something specific about these items, even though they're worth a pruta. Um love the East Bruh must be that it has a Shavaputa, but Kivinalo see low, and nevertheless, since the values are indeterminate, right? So therefore it does not, you know, it, they don't they don't work. And therefore you see that we can only use things that have determined values. Now, of course, you know, if that's true, that would exclude most Unless things, you know, that have, uh, you know, I mean, how would you say when something has a determined value? I mean, one store sells it for this much, another store sells it for that much. What exactly does that mean? How indeterminate does it have to be? Um, What if somebody assigns a value to it? Okay, so we'll see about all of that. But he certainly says, you see, that we cannot just assume Anything of value works. There is this principle of kayitz So let's see what the response back is. The edach and how would Rabbah respond back? No. Here's how. Here, here's the point. When you purchase an evadivri, it has to be giving something that is functioning as money. So it has to be by paying for him. Okay? B'toros kasef, And not something that is a type of a chalipin. Now, chalipin, of course, could exactly be seen, if you think about it in a certain way, it could be seen as barter exchange, and that's exactly shavakesef, something that's functioning as kesef, and that's what a barter is. But that's not the general point here about chalipin. Chalipin here is generally understood more like the handkerchief type of a chalipin, that you take something that is a, now normally it's a kli, a vessel, and the principle is it doesn't even have to have a shavapruta, but it is some object of significance, it's not about its value, you know, or it's not about its cost, right? The difference between what they say a cynic is, somebody who knows the cost of everything and the value of nothing. So anyway, a a kli, even like a a, a sewing needle, is less than a pruta, the cost, but it's something of value. It It has a function. So you take something of value, and, you know, like you hand over the glove, and you go ahead and your shoe, and you take it, and that it signifies commitment and finalizing the sale and that affects the transaction. That's what Khalipin is. So he says when we're excluding Tvu and Kalim, we mean don't do it as an act of Khalipin. Do it as an act of paying um, and purchasing and not as an act of Khalipin. Okay, but you can use TvU and Kalim as long as you're using them for their you know, you know, for their cost. You're using them, you know, for what they're for what they're worth for their shavakesef. for their shav- a- So so that's really just excluding framing the act as an act of chalipin. Okay, but says, but one minute. Okay, I would understand if you would have excluded Kalim. Kalim is a paradigmatic thing you use for chalipin, but but grain—that's actually a matter of debate. Um, Rav Nachman says that you can't use foodstuffs to do chalipin. that can't be the way you read that brayta because Tvuah is certainly not not representative of uh, chalipin. So elololam deleispu Fine, says Raba. I will say that the case is that they don't have a Shava Pruta. Um, and nevertheless, might So then really, why are we excluding Trua and Kalim? You should just say you can only purchase an Evid with Kesef or Shava Kesef, and it has to be a Shava Pruta. Okay? So what's the particular issues of Kes of, of, of and Kalim? Lo me buy a goes without saying, says the Gemara. me buy a the E Shavapruta, Eni Lo Lo. Certainly if you're using money anything less than a pruta, think like less than a penny, that doesn't count as money, okay? And then you're totally using it in terms of, you know, it's, it's purchasing power, and anything less than that has no purchasing power, okay? Nami um, aval, tvu but when you come to grain and a vessel, so, you know, I don't know, let's say it's a pea, let's say it's you know you know a little slice of a carrot it's a it's it's a it's a sewing needle so ama i would say me di maccar asaihu since the, the pleasure is close, meaning it's not that you use it to buy something else. The whole idea of Tuov and Kalen, the reason it's Shavakesev and Akesev is that this is the consumable or this is the object you are directly using. So since it is the object that you are directly using, so the person would agree to sell himself in the case of an v. meaning that would be sufficient for the transaction. Kamach Milan, that it doesn't work. Now actually, if you think about it, this is beautiful according to Raba. Because Rav Yosef says that I only understand Shavakesef to function like Kesef. And in the end, the reason the transaction works is because this thing is actually something that is an object used to purchase things. That's the concept of Kesef, right? It's something that is used, that everybody knows its values, and it can be used to purchase other things. So if you're going to give me something that's not Kayyitz, like 2 and Kalim, that doesn't satisfy being seen of as a type of kesef, unless you make it kayitz, okay, and however you make it kayitz, however you set its value. Then I can see it as a type of a kesef, as a type of a thing that you use to purchase other things. But Rabbah doesn't agree to the idea of kayatz. And presumably it's because he rejects the idea of shavakesef, kikesef. He rejects the idea that it has to function as if it were money. For him, when we include shavakesef, presumably what we're saying is that the purchase can occur by any object of value. It doesn't have to be functioning as money. By giving an object of value, that allows you to be konan and That effects the kiddushin fundamentally, it starts with the idea that it's an object of value. If that's true, you understand that if it's a coin less than a penny, if it's a half a penny or something, that's not considered an object of value, right? Because you think of it in terms of its purchasing power, and its purchasing power is trivial. But... If you think about Kessef and Kalim, are those an object of value? There are other scales you could measure that on beyond the question of how much does it cost? I can eat it, I can sew with it. So there's a reasonable reason to think that that might actually work. kamashmala no. At the end of the day, since it is learned from Kesef, even when it's another object of value, the value has to mean it has to have monetary value, minimal monetary value. Okay, so that's why Rob says that's being excluded, but I had a reasonable reason to think that that could function. So now we have still this debate between Rob and Rav Yosef. What we don't know for Rav Yosef is... You know, what does it mean to have a fixed value? Kayats, um, how would you do that? I mean, now, right now, we marry with a ring, right? How do we, what does that mean that it has a fixed value? Okay, so let's take a look. Maybe it does mean that there's a standard value and you just go to any store, and they'll all agree that it has the same value. Does it really have to be that, like, universal and standardized? So let's keep on reading. Um, uh, okay, um, uh, okay, Yosef let me tell you another source I have for my position." The tiny we turn to brisa Somebody goes to a kohen and you know you have doing pigeon events five shekel and says, "I am going to give you this calf, you know, to, for my son's pigeon, or this uh, talis for my son's pidion. klum, then it doesn't count. Now if he says, I'm gonna give you this calf uh, v- valued at five cella five, uh, for my son's pidyon, or this talis for five for five slime. so in that case, padui, it works. Okay. So now the Gemara says, hi pigeon, hechidami. Now, what case are we dealing with? Because the only difference between the two cases is what the person said. It didn't say if it's worth five sela, it works. It says if he said. So we're talking about what are we going to assume is the actual value of the talus in these cases. So the Gemara says, hi pigeon, hechidami. What's the case? E Shavi shavi. If we're dealing with an object that isn't worth five sela, and that's true in both cases, so ko kimine. Is he at all, does he have any, is he at all believed, meaning does he have the capacity to now because magically make it worth five selah just because he said it? No. So obviously that's not the case because then it wouldn't work in the second example. El it must be. Avagav deshovi. No, in both cases it is worth five selah. And nevertheless, it worked in case, it, it does not work in case one when he doesn't state a value and it does work in case two. Okay, the key to lokai it's low. But since in case one, it was not a fixed amount, it does not work. Now here, this is extremely important because this seems to say that what we mean by a fixed amount does not mean standardized. And that like, you know, anybody would determine that this is what it was worth. That's not what's being said there. What's being said is, is that he actually fixes the amount. Okay, and he says, I want you to know that this is worth five salaw, we are setting this, This that is what the value of this object is, and then that suffices. And presumably it is worth five salaw. But the Gemara nowhere makes some statement that there is some objective fixed value and so on, right? Um, which would mean that if you, like, go back to the idea before about Tvua and kalim, if you say, you know, I don't know, this table, this chair, this pen worth X amount, that that actually would, you know, which is worth X amount, that would constitute kayats, that you would not really need a shuma, uh, you know, the language before was shuma, like an official assessment of it. This is sounding that it's not really so much an official assessment, just asserting the value, that would suffice. Anyway, that's what would constitute for Rev Yosef, and then it genuinely was worth that amount or at least that amount, okay? That's what works for Rev y- that's what for Rev Yosef, constitutes It's but without stating an amount, then that can't work as Kasef, okay? Um, so wh- how would Rabbah respond? Lo, says Rabbah, Rabbah said, no, that's not the case. Lo, lo, um, uh, lo olam de lo shavi. It's not worth five selim. But the Kohen was willing to say, I accept it for me, you know, I would be willing to pay five seller for this. So to me, you know, what's it worth? What's the go? Well, don't know, what does it sell for? What's the going rate? Well, who's buying it? Who, you know, who, who's will- different people are willing to pay different amounts. And therefore, that's the Chiddush. So you're trying to give him something worth less than five seller. That doesn't work. But if you say, I'm going to give you this, and we're going to set the value at five seller on the coin, and says, that sounds good to me. I would be willing to pay five sellers for that. I consider that to be that. Then that does work. Okay, so that's for Raba. Um, he had Rav Kahana, like Rav Kahana, Shakil Sudra mibei Pidyon Haben. He, he, he took, he was a Kohen, or actually Tosus, interesting Tosus, which we'll get to in a minute, he, he, us says he wasn't a Kohen, but he was uh, married to a, a, a daughter of a Kohen, and that's very interesting, seems that a daughter of a Kohen can accept money for the Pidyon Haben. Okay, anyway, and he said, uh, Amalei <laughs> soim, for me, I know that this thing normally goes for, for less in the market or whatever, but for me, I, it's worth five sella to me and therefore that counted as a good pigeon Haben. Um I now just a sort of sign of this lo rabahu where that idea that somebody could say for me this is what it's worth it's only when that's a reasonable claim you know if i said i would i'm going to give you this big pen that i found on the floor and you say oh well for me that's worth 5 cella like no, you know that's a principle in halacha called like butler daito to Like that's not even you know that's not a reasonable point. Like nobody recognizes that that it's a, that's a that's a normal type of a thing. You know that that it's that even that in this case that, that, that that's a type of a way to assign the value a subjective value. That's just you're just asserting that that's not really true. Okay, so for a normal person to say that that would be worth five selah would be absurd, and we could not say that it counts as if it were five sela. You know for this halacha. Um, the but Rav Kahana, he's an important man, and we, by the way, suit our Reuiche, and you know, and it would not be considered respectable for him to be walking around without a, uh, without like a, a handkerchief on his head, without some type of a head covering, and therefore you can understand circumstances where he would actually be willing to pay. He didn't have one, he needed one or something, or you know, maybe I don't know. This matches my uh, my suit, and uh, and and it's hard to find a good tie that matches my suit. Okay, you could understand circumstances where yes. Yes, you genuinely would be willing to pay that much. Um, I'm a coolie, I'm a low, but a normal person. Who had no pressing need for it, and he just asserted that it was worth five salad, that would not count for Pigan Haben. Kihad Baravashi, another case from Mar Bharavashi, Zavin Sudra Me Amy de Rabba Mikubi, he bought a, uh, a a handkerchief from the mother of Rabba of Kubi, Shavi Asarabatla. And it was worth only 10, and he was willing to pay 13 because, you know, again, it was a, a nice one, it was appropriate for his status. So what does it mean? You know, it's worth 10, you know, worth 10 if you could find it. If you can't find it, then it's, you know and if this person is in eager need of it then for him it's worth 13 so there's something about a legit, like a, 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 a subjective value that makes sense and then there's just you're asserting that's what it's worth but nobody really believes you you know no normal person under you know there's no under your circumstances would pay that amount for it so now what you have though again is a very interesting you know uh, um, a uh, 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 way of reading this right between Robin and Rav Yosef, it's not just about dealing with the evidence and dismissing the evidence, it's consistent with their positions. Rav Yosef, who requires something function as money, therefore a value has to be fixed. That's what he's saying, kayets. Again, does it have to be fixed by an assessor? Can it just be asserted? Does there have to be a standardized value? Like that's left a little vague, but a value has to be fixed. And Rabba says, you know, um, no, actually, Shavakesev functions not because it's quasi money, but because it is an object of value um, and on its own terms. um, And therefore, you know, even though as money, this handkerchief would not function as five seller because to function as that, that means that there is a, um, you know, other people, there's an objective communal recognition of its value as that amount. Nevertheless, if we're functioning about value, then we could say, for on a subjective level, for this Kohen, that is what it is worth. So specifically because it doesn't have to fit into a box of functioning like money. Okay, so that is a really interesting debate. And the Gemara does not um, tell us how we conclude. Until we get to Tamarazaf, and I'm going to cheat a little bit and have us jump a little bit to the Tosos. If you turn the page and look at Ket Ahmed Aleph, okay, just read the line from the Gemara that's quoted in Tosvos. The Tosos V'hilchasa, the third Tosvos, um, the long one, whatever, the one that runs the length of the page, the height of the page. Tosos says, Shirai shiraylo Shuma." He quotes the Gemara saying, Shiraim do not need to be assessed. And so, we toskin like Raba. Okay, great. And Tosas has a whole question. revio say, if we always go like Raba, why does Gamar explicitly have to say we go like Raba? And then, of course, the question is, which version of the debate, the first version or the second version? Is it only when you say it's a value and then you need an official assessment because the woman might not be confident? Or is it when no value is asserted, you know, and even then we reject this idea that Shavakesev Kekesev, very important conceptual question, right? And we, you know, and Shavakesev functions on its own terms and it does not have to be given any fixed value. Um, so there's a, that's the discussion in Tosos and I just want to draw your attention to um, um, the Tosos about 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Well, if you see the Omer Rabbeinu Tam, it's sort of a little bit across from where the Tilsa Suiha Zakain starts. And he says, Tam shirai hu That the Gmar is saying, by shirai, that's when you don't have to assess their value. is do a Because, okay, you know, people could have range is it worth 50 or 60 or 40? You can roughly assess the value, All right. The uh, we're and there's not like wide variance in what people might think it's worth. But other things like precious stones and pearls, people can make huge mistakes, right, by a diamond if you don't know what you're doing. First of all, you got to know is it a real diamond, but second of all, you know, you know, is it like worth is it worth a thousand dollars or twenty thousand dollars? You know, the fourth C's, whatever it is, you have to be a real expert. In that case, they need to be assessed because the woman is not samchadaita or she might think it's worse grossly more, you know, than it actually is worth. Um, now, this seems to be focusing on the first debate of Rabbah and Rav Yosef about Samchadaita, right? And saying, you know, that we don't have to any time because you think about it, somebody gives a ring, they don't say, oh, here, I'm giving you a ring, it's worth X amount, right? We don't have to be kayyats in normal types of cases, right? Again, maybe Rav Yosef would say something that's totally determined by its weight and everybody would know it, etc. You don't have to say it. It's only when there's an ambiguity, you know, and so on. But nevertheless, okay. The first, deb- the second version of the debate. You don't have to be kayets, but there is a concern of whether this issue about whether samchadaita. And then Tosa says, it seems a little bit that this explanation, you know, you do understand it, right? If there could be huge variance, there could be an issue of samchadaita. So, it's a, it's a it's a valuable point on its own terms that Rabbeinu Tom is making, that there's a difference between silk and diamonds. But also, this helps explain a well-accepted practice. And Tosa says, And that's why we have a practice to get married with a ring that does not have a PRECIOUS STONE, OKAY? So, because if it had a precious stone, even if the guy would say, hey, you know, this is worth, you know, $5,000 or whatever, you know, she might not feel confident that it's worth $5,000. Maybe it's worth less. Um, how, do, how do I know it's really worth that much, you know? Diamonds have a huge variance. So, therefore, we do it by something simple ring. It's gold. You know, gold is totally by weight. There's nothing you can make a mistake. She might not know the exact value, but you don't need kayets. But there's not a concern about samcha I should also I also say, you know, sometimes I get these questions about what if the ring is not circle, it's square, it's artistic, it's this, it's that. And the basic answer is, look, if it's something that, you know, you can go onto Amazon, you know, you bought it off of Amazon, it's like, okay, it's nice, it's a little different, it's a little artistic, they've got a little design, but it's not something that affects its value. At the end of the day, it's got a standard value, anybody could go on Amazon and determine it or whatever, or, you know, or just because it's square rather than circle, or it's a, um, you know, or it's a... um, Just because it's a square rather than a circle, those things don't create a big indeterminacy about its value. You know, if you had a ring that was made by some by Picasso, okay, that, that would be a different story. Um, um, anyway, but that's also why under the chuppah, the rabbi says to the edim, you see it's worth a pruta. You know, he says to is it worth a pruta? And part of the reason for that is because it's also sort of to address this issue about samchadaita. It's a way of saying, like, we're not promising that it's worth anything more than a pruta. All right? I'm not promising it's worth anything more than a pruta, so there should not be this concern about Sam chedaita, but it also very much seems that this idea of kayitz is not an issue. All right, we continue now on Chet Ahmed Aleph Tudat. I'm Rebbe Ezra. He's Kadishli Bimonavinos on Ladinar. Harezem Mikudesh, the Somebody says to a woman, "Marry me with a mana," you know, with a hundred, and he gave her a dinar, um, and he started giving her the money. So, like examples, guy said, "Give," you know, "Marry me with a hundred dollars," and he gave her a one dollar bill. So it works, and then it, he'll pay the rest. Okay, so now that's strange. He didn't give her the full amount that he said the kiddushin was going to be. So my time, and what's the reason? Even damar la mana the la dinar. Since he said mana, and he immediately gave her a dinar, you know, instead of the mana. So. Um, Um, From the context, it's clear that he said that I'm not giving you a money, a hundred, that as the money of Kiddushin. I will give you a hundred dollars, you know... Eventually, on the condition, marry me on the condition I give you $100, but the money of the kiddushin is just this one dinar that I'm giving you. So that's how we'll interpret it based on the context that he said a mona, but he immediately gave a dinar. All right, so it's like a t'nai. Um, <speaking in Spanish> I mean, if it's like he said on the condition, then it's like right now marry you with this dinar I'm giving you, but eventually you'll wind up getting a mona into your bank account. Okay. Um, now I'll challenge this. He's kaddushli mona monavaholech. So a Persian said, marry me with a mana, a hundred. And he was counting out the money, you know, with singles. One, two, three, four, know, with twenties, whatever he was doing. And one of them, either the man or the woman, wanted to change their minds. And even when you get to like the last, even you're 99 before you get to the last one, so, you know, they can go back. It did not take place yet. He said, I marry me with a hundred. He hasn't given her a hundred yet. And therefore, the Kiddushin has not yet taken place. So it's not a tenai. It's not eventually I'll give you $100. No, the object of the Kiddushin is, you know, the Kesef is 100 And without that, the act of Kiddushin hasn't taken place yet. Uh, then each one, either one has the permission to say, I'm calling it off. So you see that when you say money, you actually have to give the full amount. That is the Kesef of the Kiddushin. So the Gemara says, and What are we talking about here? The amar b'moneh he says, with this hundred. He's got a stack of, hundred, of, of, of dollar bills. And he says, with the, this hundred dollars. Okay, and in that case, clearly he has identified the object of the Kiddushin, and therefore you need to give it all. So the one says, no, that can't be. That can't be, because the second case in this Brita is a case of this money, which makes it clear that the first case is he just says a hundred dollars. He just doesn't say this hundred dollars. What's the second case in the Brita? the Katani Sefer, we taught in the end, he says, marry me with this hundred dollars. And then he gives her the you know, stack of a hundred dollar bills, of, of, of one dollar bills, a hundred one dollar bills, and she counted it and there were only ninety-nine. Oh, or one of them was not silver, but it was copper. Okay, can't use our dollar bill example, but okay. Anyway, one of them was copper rather than silver. So it really wasn't worth a hundred because it was one of them was a lesser diner. So in that case, Enamikudes, it doesn't work. dinar raw. If, however, it was a legitimate dollar bill, but it was like you know, it was in bad condition, as the Gemara will say, some storekeepers would reject it. But eventually, you go to a bank or whatever, you know, they'll accept it. It's still it's still legitimate currency. It's just not everybody's going to be happy want to take it. Harei zo mikudeshes She's He's married because you did give her the hundred. You said it was a hundred. You gave her the hundred, and it was worth a hundred. But you have a responsibility to you know give her a better dollar bill. Fine. Anyway, what you see is, the second case is when you said this stack of, hundred, uh, uh, of, of $100. Um, and there, for the first case, you just said $100, and nevertheless, until the full 100 is given, right? what's the difference between the ratio and the safa? In both cases, you have to give the full 100, but when you say this 100, then if it was 99, you know, even if you gave another dollar, it wouldn't work because you said this hundred, you claimed it was a hundred and it wasn't. Whereas in the first case, when you said, a hundred dollars, you give ninety-nine, you know, by the then, you know, if one of them was bad, you gave a you know, hundred or whatever, one of them was bad, it wasn't a really, it was a forgery, whatever it was, fine, then you'll give another. Eventually, when you give a hundred dollars, it will work. But in both cases, you have to give the full hundred dollars. You said a hundred, so the money of kiddushin is a hundred. So you see, even in the case of monastam, we don't treat it as a tenai, we treat it as you have to give the full hundred dollars. So the Gemara says so don't, so that contradicts your, your, your position. Look, no. ratio no. of a safe at the Amar B'mana Zoo. I'll claim that both cases is that you said this hundred dollars. Upeirushi Farish. And the safe is explaining the ratio. Ratsa, echemem, lastra filibidin, or akron or shus When you say this hundred dollars, then you mean? Then it has to be the full amount, and it has to be this amount. And therefore, one implication of that is that you can re, you can uh, you know retract until you get to the last dollar. Okay. Um, okay, The case is when you said the okay, uh, you Okay, and by the way, and then it gives other implications of monazo, where like, you know, something was actually missing of the hundred, and then it wouldn't work even if you replaced it. Okay, but fine. But we're claiming both is monazo. Manistan we treat it as just a promise eventually to pay. So, by the way, that makes sense. If the ratio was a case that so you just said 800, not this 100, if you say just 800 and it doesn't work until you give the last dollar, then obviously when you say this 100, you have to give the full amount. So why would you even need the second case? Now, there's an obvious answer to that, which the Gemara is going to say. No. If that was your question, that's not a good point. You, you said that the second case, to make it clear, the first case, and you shouldn't think that the first case is only when you said but if you said manastam, you didn't say, you said a hundred, not this hundred, then it would just be a promise for a hundred dollars. So it gave you a case in the end when you said this hundred, that the first case is when you just said a hundred, and nevertheless, it doesn't work. And I would clarify that even further, which is that there's still a difference between the ratio and the Seifa. The ratio that says Manastam, it makes clear that, you know, eventually you have to give $100. But if one of the dollars is bad, you just replace it because you didn't promise any particular $100. So, yes, that does tell us that when you say 100 you have to give the full 100 But nevertheless... The seifa, when it says manazo is teaching you another Chiddush. Maybe we could have figured out on our own, but it's still teaching you another Chiddush. That when you'd say not a hundred, but this hundred, then if there was something wrong with this hundred, it doesn't work to replace it. You promised this hundred, so the whole hundred has to be here. That's the point of the Safa. So to some level, maybe we could have figured it out, but still, it is an additional, it's a, it's a new point that's not true about the first case of Manastam. Okay, so now the Gemara says we have two ways of reading this. One way to read it is that the only problem is manazo, but manastam. You know, we treat it basically as a promise, not as I saying that the full hundred is money of the kedushin. And the other case is is that no, is that um, um, is that. Right, so that both cases would be cases of manazoh, but manastam would be like we had said, and the other case seems to contradict reading, which is the simpler reading, is that even manastam you have to give the full hundred. You could replace a bad one, but you have to give the full hundred, um, and that seems to contradict our claim where we're claiming that it is just a tsnai. So let's take a look now what the Gemara is going to make another distinction between the two cases of manastam, which probably has occurred to you. Okay, so the Gemara says like this: Ravashi Yamar, Monavaholech Shani, Okay, Rav says, no, 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 no. You're contorting yourselves, you're making this so difficult, manazum, manastam. Yes, the bright is manastam. And you have to give the full hundred, okay? But nevertheless, the reason there we assume when you say, I'll give you a hundred, for I'm marrying you with a hundred, and we assume that that means the full hundred is the money of kiddushin, is because then you start counting out, I'm marrying you with a hundred. One, two, three, four, five. So to make that, that action Makes it clear that you mean the full hundred is the kesef of kiddushin. When you say I will marry you with a hundred, here's twenty dollars, and then you walk away, okay? Then that action makes it clear that the hundred is a t'nai and the twenty dollars is the kesef of kiddushin. Sort of leaves you wondering what happens if there's, you know, when there, you know, when no action afterwards makes it clear. But anyway, but in both of these cases, the action immediately afterwards clarifies whether the hundred is the money of the kiddushin or whether the hundred is the t'nai, and both of them can be cases of manastam. That is clearly the easiest way of reading it. And then the difference between manastam and manazow, even when manastam is the full 100 is the kesef kiddushin, is that there, if something is, is wrong with the 100 you gave, you could just give a different 100, whereas monazo, you know, you can't exchange it. Once that was, that was identified as the of kiddushin and it wasn't what it said it was, there's no kiddushin. Okay. Now the gemara says like this. Um, What's the case of this when it winds up being copper and not silver, that it's not good? If she knew it, that it was and she knew it wasn't the full hundred, so then knowingly accepting it, you know, should make it okay, which is interesting. He says it's a hundred and it's really 99, 99 and a half, or whatever it is. But since she's aware of that, that makes it acceptable. It sort of reminds us before of the Gemara, like by the pidyan HaBen. I'm willing to accept it. It's not what you said, but but I'll treat it as if it was Still a little bit funny, right? Because uh, because it's not how he was framing what the act of the Kiddushin was. But the gemara says, Oh, she didn't know. It was at night, so she couldn't look at the coins and see that one of them was copper. Okay, uh, no, you know, it was a whole big pile of things, and she didn't see this, and then afterwards she was sifting through it, and she saw that one of them was copper. When it's a bad diner, it works, but you should exchange it, okay? What's the Case idlo nafik if it, if it it's, it's not you know can't be uh, spent you know if it's not acceptable by this by storekeepers so ha'ner dino shel chest same point and it's not usable then it's not a hundred dollars you know that can be uh, spent out of the marketplace so amir apapa could go into nafik al yidei thechak no 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 you know yes it's still valid currency uh, but not everybody will be happy to accept it but since it's still valid currency that's why it still works okay fine. So we've now had the debate of Raba and Rabbi Yosef about Shuma, where we ask it in the end that I don't need Shuma, and Shavakesef can function as value, not necessarily as quasi-Kesef, and this issue about 100 and then giving 20, or, you know, whether the 100 is considered the entire Kesef of Kiddushin, um, or whether it's a Tanai, and the difference between Manazo and Manastam. Amarav, last line. Amarav, Amarav Nachman. A man says to a woman, Marry me with $100 and here, take my watch as collateral. Okay, she's not married. Okay, I mean, unless he gives the hundred, but she's not married now. Okay, since he didn't give her the hundred, the match on the watch doesn't, it's collateral or it's a way of making it like, you know, by it makes us sort of think about what it's saying, like Yehuda and Tamar or whatever. You know, I'm gonna, it, it's a way of like asserting I'm gonna fulfill my promise. Okay, but nevertheless even though he gave her an object of value, that wasn't the kesef Kiddushin. And since the, the money wasn't there, the Mashkon, I mean, Mashkon is there, but the Mashkon doesn't count as kesef Kiddushin. Okay? Eisei Ravler of Nachman. So Rabbi of Nachman. Kitshe B'mashkon We have a Breit that teaches that if a man marries a woman with collateral, she's married. So the Marzetz hasen B'mashkon Yitzchak. No, 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 no. That's when the guy who wants to marry her, Ruvain, okay, Ruvain lent $100 to Shimon. And now he's holding on to Shimon's watch as collateral for the loan. And what he does is he gives Shimon's watch to the woman. Okay, so did he give the woman an object of value? Let's take a look, okay, so that he owns. So the Gemara says, yes, he has an ownership in Shimon's watch, okay? How do you know that the creditor, actually owns the collateral, when you return the collateral, you know, each evening or each morning, you know, if it's a night garment or a day garment, the Torah says, to you there will be righteousness. If he doesn't own it, why is it considered to be an act of righteousness, giving it back? So here you see that he owns this mashton. Now, a couple of important questions here, right? Number one is, um, Tosis just says, you know, that this actually is a case. There's a difference between whether you take the collateral. The case of Rabbi is when you take it not at the moment of loan, as opposed to when you take the collateral at the moment of loan. But okay, nevertheless, from one case, we can assume that the other case sits. In this case, you have an ownership. You have an ownership there as well. Okay, the other point, though, it, important point, is that, um, what do you mean, why is there tzedakah? Even if you don't own it, if you have a right to hold on to it, and now you're giving it back to him, that's an act of righteousness, that's an act of piety. So take a look at Tosos, tzedakah minayin. Tosa says, um, um... What do you mean? There's an act of righteousness by giving it back to him to use. So he says, He'll lie in his garment and bless you. Ah, so if you didn't own it, so you're getting a blessing from the ani is a ribbus to you you know, you lent him money, and what are you getting in exchange for your loan? You're getting his thanks and his blessings and so on. And that's a type of ribbus. Now, it's a rabbinic ribbus. We're talking here in the Torah. But okay, but if you actually owned it and then you gave him something that you owned, and he's giving you the blessing for giving him something that you owned, then it's not ribbis for the loan. Okay, that's one explanation. And this is really important, this last line the tzedakah El Hanosim. Now, this is not the way that the Torah means when the Torah says tzedakah. Tzedakah in the Torah means righteousness. But in our terminology, tzedakah, right, is like money given to the poor. And then there's an interesting question, you know? When you do an act of, I don't know, gemilus chasadim, you know, when you give a service, when, you know, if I, you know, you know, is that considered tzedakah? What's, everybody else, what's, does that count as tzedakah? I always say, well, for what halacha? Do you mean for the halacha of like, what are my mitzvahs, of a fanani sticks out of hand? Do you mean for the halachas of my sirk uh, You know, I think in halachic terms. That people want to say, does it, call, does it count as tzedakah? So one way of reading this gemara, again, it's not literal to the psukim, because that's not what the word tzedakah means in the psukim, but is that the technical The word tzedakah is understood here to mean you have to give him something that you own. It's not enough to, let's say, I don't know, an act of gemilis chesed, for example. Anyway, okay, that's an interesting point about where he learned this out from. More to the point, though, is an interesting question here about what is the woman really getting? So great, so Reuven has an ownership in this watch. Um, And, you know, even what does that ownership mean? It probably means a degree of responsibility if something happens to the watch, okay? Maybe it means that when we think about him being able to use the watch as leverage for his loan, maybe it means a right that if the loan isn't paid, he'll be able to to possess the watch. So it's an ownership that then can turn into full possession. What does he give the woman? He gives him something that he owns. But now what does the woman have? I mean, she's, she's not allowed to wear the watch, Right? She's not, I mean, you know, it's not hers to use. It is an object of value that transferred. Now she has value, and now she's in a position to give the watch back. So, like what can she do with it? Does that mean that if the loan isn't paid, he's giving her the right to collect the loan, he's actually transferring the loan? Like, it's, a little, quite, it's, it's a very unclear about that. Maybe it's just enough that something of value that he owned transferred to her ownership, and even if she doesn't really accrue any benefit from it, who says she needs to get benefit? She now took possession of something that has value that he owned. Anyway, that's that. The other, of course, question is that then when he says, I will marry you with $100 and here's my watch, um, why isn't that a mashkone that she now has, you know, ownership of that? And the answer is, is because he never said that I am going, so that's the point of the Gemara before. Yes, maybe she does own the watch or has a degree of ownership in the watch, but that's not the Kesef of Kiddushin. And since that's not the Kesef of Kiddushin, therefore the act of, you know, Kiddushin did not take place. Okay, so now the Gemara says like this bar Avin amsa Bifriti. So the children of Rav Huna bar Avin were buying a certain maidservant, a slave woman, with priti, you know, with like uh, with with with, prutot, with money. Lo They said they'll pay, you know, whatever a hundred dollars, okay? But they didn't have the cash on them. So they said, here, hold on to this uh, p- piece of silver until we can get the money. amsa. Then the uh, her value went up. So the person selling her, this uh, this female slave, wanted to now charge more. He said the sale wasn't final. You never paid the money. Also Dravami, Kim Dravami, Naska just like the case by Kidushin. Yes, you might have given him something of value, but that was not given as the purchase money. Okay? So maybe can he I mean Tuzas has an interesting question. At what stage, it isn't a loan, you don't owe, yet owe the money yet, right? Because you haven't the purchase hasn't finalized yet. But does the holding so what good does the holding on to this silver thing do? You know, um, maybe you know, uh, you know, maybe just in terms of normal practice, he won't sell it to somebody else because I know that you've put down a down payment, etc. But does that you know? Can you force them to then pay the hundred? And if not, you'll collect it from this Nasca. Because there is no real, that makes sense in a case of a debt, because the money is already owed. But in here, the sale was in final. So that's a whole discussion Tossus has. How does the Moshkin function in these cases when there's no debt? But nevertheless, the point that's being made is that it was not given as the money of kiddushin, and therefore, uh, excuse me, as the money of purchase. It was just given as collateral, and therefore the purchase is not final. Okay? Ingun. Um, Tanarabanan. Now, okay, so that's those cases about, you know, about, so we're all dealing with different ways in which, you know, issues around the giving of the money, right? So the shirayim was one question, the giving of a hundred and it was sort of counted or wasn't given in full. Now the giving of a mashkon and not actual giving of the money itself. Now we're going to deal less with the question of like, what's the object that was given and more how it was received. Tanarabanan. He's Kadishli Bimana. Okay, Manchester man woman, marry me with this hundred dollars. And she gave him the, he gave her the hundred dollars. Natal tovazarak toliyam. And she took it and she threw it right, and she, you know, flushed it down the toilet, threw it into the ocean. or into a fire. Ola it, anything that would destroy it. She's not married. Even though she accepted it, that immediate act is basically saying, is not saying, is, is saying, is, is a rejection of and saying, I do not want to marry you. Okay, so, so the Gemara says, okay, the suggestion is, only if she destroys it is she saying that I don't want to marry you, okay? If she just took it and she, you know, she put it in her hand and the moment she realized it was in her hand, she threw it down and she, you know, and she rejected it, right? So it sounds like that would be kidusion because she didn't destroy it. Is that really true? Um, when she throws it, she's basically saying him, take it back, I don't want it. Why did she have to destroy it to be implicitly showing that she's rejecting the author? So the word says, No, it goes without saying. It goes without saying if she threw it in front of him, that's not Kiddushin. But if she threw it into the ocean or into a fire, now, she actually, if she's not accepting it for Kidushin money, so it's his money that she just destroyed, she's going to have to reimburse him. So since, so if that's true, we have two ways of reading this. Either she's willing to destroy his money in order to, to, to show how angry she is, and then she's going to have to pay him $100, or she accepted it, and then she just destroyed it to waste her own money. But but you know there's a real cost to her interpreting it the first way. She's going to have to reimburse him hundred dollars. So the he Maybe I should say that really she didn't do the do what you think she did, which would have made her obligated hundred dollars. She actually will say agreed to be Had The hadaka av the So why did she then throw it into the fire? Savra, but high gavra the um. I'm going to let me check this guy out to see how good his anger management is. Is he going to get upset or not? Now, you might want to check him out before the Kedushin and not after you've accepted the Kiddushin. Um maybe, you'll, maybe it's like a tsunai. If he doesn't get angry, then I will have accepted it. But anyway, but the Gemara says in that case, there's a, I could have imagined that not to read it, that she's rejecting the offer, because then that interpretation will mean she'll have to reimburse him $100. But nevertheless, that is how I'm going to read it. Okay, Kamash Muanda, that's not what he said. okay, another case about relating to her acceptance of it. He's He says to her, here, take out, marry me with this $100. And she says, and she says, go give it to your father or to, you know, or to my father or to your father. Ainu that doesn't work because we say it means, I'm not interested in marrying you. You want to waste your money? Go, go give it to your dad, go give it to my dad, I'm not interested in it. Um, now, however, if she says Kablum Li Mikudeshas on the condition that they accept it on my behalf, then she is mikudeshet, because then essentially they're acting as her shaliach. Now if you're paying attention, and it says both my father and your father because to tell you a chiddish in the beginning and the end, right? When it says my father, it's even though she says give it to my father, we don't read that as um, I'm agreeing to marry. We read that as, you know, go make yourself happy, okay? Um, even though her father would presumably naturally hold it to her and might give it to her and so on. And when he says give it to your father um, on the condition he accepts it for me, that, you know, even though it's not her father, it's his father. And maybe even though she says on the condition, maybe she doesn't totally is confident that if he that if he gives it to his father, she'll eventually get it. Nevertheless, since she said on the condition he accepted for me, it works. Now, if you're paying attention, you might ask, why is this when she says, give it to my, you know, my father, your father, different when she says to somebody, you know, we learned the other day, you know, give it to give, give it to Plony, I'll marry you on the condition that you give 100 dollars to Plony. Okay? And that works ve if you remember the Gemara said um, and the obvious difference here is, is, that, uh, is that in you know who initiated it in this case he initiated it and her saying go give it to them is saying I'm not interested in it in the other case she initiated it and she is saying I want the, you know you know them to have it and I want and actually and I want them to have it and be I'll be married to you if you give it to them so it's much clearer that 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 because that that the whole thing is happening because she has asked for it to be done, and she is saying that I will obligate myself to you if you go ahead and and do that. As opposed to here, he initiated, and she's just saying, you know, go 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 take a long walk off off a short pier. If you take a look at Rashi, Rashi says. She said it initially, she was the initiator Here she's just like mocking him okay you could also say that the whole idea of arev by the way is when the you know when when it was happening because somebody initiated i mean it's not just a question of her intent whether she wants it to work or doesn't want it to work but also that the this principle of arev was that the transaction occurred on account of a, that person okay anyway let's see the next line in the Gemara. uh okay um okay um, it's named uh second wide line in the Gemara, give it to Ploni, um, so basically the exact same, except instead of Abba Navich, it says give it to Reuven, it doesn't work. After he offers her the money, if she says on the condition that Reuven will accept it, it does work. But you need that case. Okay, my father, your father, at least, we're all in the family. There, when she says on the condition they accept it for me, we can assume that it works because you know she says that they'll essentially be my shaliach, and she trusts that it'll the money will come to her. Um so she <laughs> she trusts them and she assumes they'll do act as her as her agents of a plony, but when just say ruvain, lo, even though she says on the condition. She, you know, maybe she's still just kidding around or whatever. She doesn't really think he's gonna act, and maybe if he does act, you know, if he does accept it, she's not sure she's gonna get it. No, no, it doesn't nevertheless. She said on that condition. So we assume that is like appointing him as and it does work. Vyashmun and Plony, if you had just said the case of Plony, Ploni That's if you had just said give it to him, not on the condition he accepts it. Just go give it to Ruvain. You would say she's just mocking him. It's not Kiddushin. Um Daita She doesn't feel close to that. That pays um, That you know it should be that we should read it as go give it to Reuben, which is, Oh, I'd love to be married to you. And you know what you could do? You could do uh, go give that money to Reuven. It'll be like I accepted it and I'm directing a gift to him. No, we would never say such a thing. You know why does she feel so close to Reuben? Obviously, she's just mocking him, saying you want to waste your money? Go give it to Ruven. Well, but when it's the case of my father, your father, I might think to say the You know she feels very close to them. I might think that what he's really saying is yes, I accept your offer of Kidushin and now, you know what, I don't need the money so would you mind go giving it to my father or your father? That's what I'm doing with my Kesef of Kiddushin, you know, that you have offered to give me, but she, that it is actually an acceptance. So Tzrichet has to tell you that that doesn't work. Now, of course, even if that is what she means, right, that it's a Matana, the question still would be, why does that work, though? Because Matana means she received it and now she's giving it to them, but she didn't receive it, so whoever accepted the Kesef kedushin for her, does that we're going to turn that into a case of that they should accept it on my behalf. That's not the language of Matana. Maybe that becomes more of a case of the Arave of the earlier Gemara. The Gemara doesn't fully unpack that. Okay, one more case for the end of today. He's He says, marry me with her. She says, sel, go put it on a rock. She's not married. Obviously, A, it's mocking. B, she never received it. But if it's her rock, it does work. Okay, why? So Rashi says, well, because then she's it with a king of Chatzar. Okay, because it's putting it in her property. By Rav Bibi. So Rav Bibi said, What if it's uh, both of their rocks? So we're going to leave that unanswered. They both equally own it. Now Tosa says, one minute. But if it was the issue of chatzar, we would know the answer. When one partner is trying to sell to another partner in a field that they jointly owned, then it, you can't be Kona. So if they both equally own the rock, then it won't work for her as a chatzar. So what's the issue? If you look at Tosos, Tosos says, doesn't make The here, that doesn't make sense. Then he, then he quotes the whole Gemara that proves that. Two lines from the bottom, end of the line. When it's hers, then she trusts that maybe she'll be able to retrieve the money. She doesn't have She doesn't have reliance. Now, this is, of course, completely bizarre, because who the heck cares about Samchadaita or not Samchadaita? She never received the money. It never came into her possession. So, you know, we're seeing a lot of weird things, Gemara about, about Arev and Konamidin Arev and Konamidin Ebed Ivri, and now we're dealing with that it's a rock, but it might not be a rock that she owns, you know, or maybe if she meant to give it as a gift. All these ways in which we're not, it's not, you know, clear that it really is about taking possession of the object. Um, you know, similar questions came up in Gitin, right, about how much is it an act of giving or is it about putting it and taking possession. All right, so that is obviously something that gets discussed. One last case. He's Kadishili Bikikar. Marry me with this uh, loaf of bread. Taneo give it to a dog. Ainim it doesn't work. imhaya <speaking in Hebrew> But if it's her dog, it does work, right, because then she's feeding her dog and then it works. Now, again, does it work because... She took possession? Does it work because she's getting benefit from the fact that he's feeding the dog? So really, the money of kiddushin isn't the loaf of bread. It's the benefit he's giving her by feeding her dog. Again, it's very interesting that the Gemara does not fully try, try to clarify, you know, how, what exactly constitutes the act of kiddushin. We have to try to figure it out through all of these cases and try to get a more precise definition. Okay, we will pick up with this tomorrow.